Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Embracing Change, How to Build Resilience and Make Change Work for You is the latest book from Dr. Harry Barrier, a name I'm sure you'll recognise given the fact that the COVID-19 pandemic has ignited substantial fires of anxiety and panic in lots of people. This is a book that's arrived at the right time and Dr. Barry's on the line now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good. So effectively, from what we can see in this book, you're helping people to change how they think. You use examples of what someone might experience, what they may think, and then you outline how to change the thinking. Is this the type of book that can help someone who's possibly not accepting help, maybe from loved ones around them? Yes, I, I think, I think Joe, I think you absolutely nailed it on the head there. That basically all of us really struggle with change, Joe. You know, sometimes change can be good for us and positive and, and we can have positive outcomes. But in all sorts of times in life, we get these great periods of transitional change and we all really struggle with them. Do you know what I mean? Periods like maybe bringing home your first child, maybe going to college, maybe having a miscarriage, maybe having a diagnosis of cancer or mental health difficulties. You know, the list goes on and on of all these transitional periods during life. And I've always um, found that over the years, it wasn't really just those periods themselves that were causing the distress. It was how people were thinking about them. So um, I was very interested in this because very much based on what we call pragmatism, which is in turn based on CBT, uh, I've, I've known for years that it's how we think about things that, is, that in turn makes us feel, say, anxious or ashamed or frustrated or depressed or whatever. And, and that if we can change how we think about things, that can have a massive impact on how we cope with change. Yeah. And, and you concentrate on different types of change in the book and then how to cope with the symptoms of it. And of course, we've experienced one of the biggest hurdles in life with this pandemic. And what's your advice to listeners who are struggling with the anxieties the pandemic brought on? Yeah, I, I think the, the pandemic has really destroyed the fabric of our social and, and our individual and community lives, Joe. And it's been incredibly difficult. And uh, a lot of our young people particularly are really struggling. We've been very anxious, been very down, a lot of panic. But also a lot of our older age groups are also struggling with re-coming re back out again, trusting that it's okay to come back out again. And all of us have been blown away by the changes that we've seen and concerns about finances and our, and, and our health and uh, our jobs, etc. So the first thing I would say to everybody is that what's really important is that it's the situation that's abnormal, not us. So I've had, I've had this comment over and over and over again over the last couple of months where people are saying to me, why am I struggling so much? Why is everybody else seemingly coping better, but I'm not coping at all? Why am I feeling so anxious about coming back out, re-socialising? Why am I so anxious about, say, going back to work and meeting work colleagues or young people going out and meeting each other? Um, and the answer is because it's the situation that's abnormal, not us. So what we're trying to do is, is find something wrong with ourselves instead of saying, no, this, this is a classic example of, of, of a change that's outside of our control. And I use that word a lot in the book, you know, because so much of life is completely out of our control. And when things happen that are out of our control... Some of us will get very anxious. Some of us will get very frustrated, for example, and some of us will get very down. Right. And 
we're chatting to Dr. Harry Barry, and I'm just wondering in that context, I mean, you have over 30 years experience in helping people uh, in these scenarios, but is the pandemic in every sense the biggest challenge that lots of us will face in our entire lives? Uh, for many of us, it will be, Joe. But I, 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 let's put it as Joe. Suppose uh, uh, I give you an example of how change can present. I came home uh, a number of years ago after a week's break and I was very tired and I was feeling much better after a week's break and came home to get a phone call from my brother who was 49 uh, to tell me that he'd been diagnosed with terminal, uh, terminal cancer and had been given eight weeks to live. And suddenly, you know, my whole world, uh, in that he actually died uh, about, about eight to ten weeks later, and my whole world was turned upside down. His whole world, along with his family and his kids and all the rest of it, uh, you know, in other words, that's the way life can suddenly appear. So it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be a pandemic that will throw our lives into complete. But certainly in my lifetime, in terms of an external event, this is definitely the biggest one. I have never seen the whole world really reduced almost to uh, almost uh, a feeling of helplessness, of hopelessness. And I, I do feel the last lockdown particularly has created in so many of us a terrible sense of, of almost, it was almost heading for despair, you know, where people say, was there ever going to be any end to this? Like, was life ever going to go back to normal? Um, but in real life, it will, of course, go back to normal. The, the vaccines yeah. are going to bring, get us out of this. Yeah, listen, we're having a really interesting chat with Dr. Harry Barry, his latest book, Embracing Change, How to Build Resilience and Make Change Work for You. We'll take a short break and come back to you. Chatting to somebody that I'm sure a lot of you will recognise this morning, that's Dr. Harry Barry and his latest book, Embracing Change, How to Build Resilience and Make Change Work for You. And couldn't we all do with that uh, at the moment? And I, I think, um, Harry, that anybody who isn't aware of the negative impact on their mental health of the pandemic is either genuinely not paying attention, not aware of it, or, or maybe not being entirely honest with themselves. Um, it's had such an impact. The other thing is that you talk about changing the way people think. Now, of course, thinking patterns are often built up over a lifetime, aren't they? It must be a real it, challenge to get people to is. change. I completely agree with you, Joe. And I, I, firstly, could I totally agree with you that the majority of people are either incredibly stressed, completely burnt out, worn, worn out, very anxious, and some people are even getting very down. But in answer to your, to your question, all of us, the whole lot of us, um, we all develop these ways of thinking about the world. We call them kind of irrational beliefs or belief systems. They're ways of thinking about the world. And they're kind of very much formed in our adolescence and young adult life. And all of us kind of enter into, into adult life. And we have all these ways of thinking about the world that we don't even recognize a lot of time, which are often very, very unhealthy. So when something that comes along, say like the menopause or the pandemic or breakup of a relationship or retirement or aging or whatever the particular massive change that happens in your life occurs, that will automatically trigger the, these negative thinking patterns which in turn will make us feel very anxious or very down or very hurt or, or ashamed or maybe a lot of sadness and regret if we've lost somebody. And the important thing about these thinking patterns, though, that I, I have kind of found over, and in fact, it'll be over four decades, believe it or not, uh, this particular month that I'll, I'll have been helping people as a GP alone. Um, and I've found over many, many years 
that if you can work with people to get them to understand how they think about uh, situations that are distressing them uh, and, and, and show them mechanisms or techniques, uh, which I show in the book, as to how to change that uh, negative thinking pattern, the changes in people's lives can be life-transforming. I've seen people's lives totally transformed uh, for the better and now much better able to cope, much more resilient, much more agile, uh, a lot less stressed, a lot less and, anxiety. And, and, and in the stressful times, you know, is it almost inevitable that even when they're working on these new thinking patterns, as you say, that there will be some type of regression and sometimes that regression leads to guilt? Hey, absolutely. Well, guilt is very much uh, about, uh, the, believe it or not, the irrational belief behind guilt is very much about, I should have known what was going to happen and I should have been able to prevent it or I should, should, should not have done it. So a lot of the time, what we're trying to do in terms of guilt, when we're guilty about something, is we're trying to change some decision that we've made. Uh, usually a decision that didn't work out. And how many of us can look over our lives and say I have massive regrets about things that, 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 that we have done or decisions that we've made. But we have to be much kinder to ourselves and realise that we often make those decisions based on the information we have at the time and the emotional state we're in. So a, a lot of this is if I can change how I think about things, that allows me to cope much better and to become a lot more resilient. And resilience is the word for me that really, we, like what has happened in the last year is we've all learned the importance of emotional resilience. We've all learned the importance of being able to dig in and really, you know, you know, hold on when things are really going badly, when things are not going our way. But our, our young people in particular really struggle with resilience, which is why they've probably been the most affected, I think, from a mental health point of view. And, and and I believe that these kind of pragmatic blueprints that I've that I, I've included in the book that show you how to deal with things better can right. make all of us more resilient. And, uh, one other um, question: um, We were actually chatting about this at home last night, and the sense that a lot of people seem to have that we are out the gap with this pandemic, you know, with the vaccine yeah, rollout yeah, and etc. Yeah. etc. Et how concerned would you be about individuals and all of us collectively? If we discover, which we might, that we end up in another lockdown in autumn and winter, considering yeah. you said that the one we've just come out of seems to have been the worst of them. Yes, I, I, I would agree. I, to be quite honest with you, I, I feel if we do hit another lockdown, we will actually not cope. I think you will have mass mental health difficulties on a massive scale. Uh, I really, I really predict that. But I, I, I would appeal to everybody listening uh, down in Limerick today. Look, all of us have a personal responsibility to do our best in this situation. We all have to try our best to keep to keep them to the public health rules as best we can. It's only going to be, trust me, for about another 8 to 12 weeks. If we can hang on over the next, uh, say, 4, 8, 12 weeks, every month uh, we would be vaccinating more and more and more. And I've looked at all the science behind the vaccines and I'm really, really positive about them. So I think if we could just try to ensure that we don't allow this virus to get going because it won't really affect our older age groups now, people over 50 uh, onwards, I think. I think it's going to have a, a lot of impact on our younger age groups and maybe with long COVID and things like that. So I would just appeal to us all, look, try and obey the rules to the best of our ability. It's not easy. I have found it impossible. Those close to me have found it impossible. It's been an impossible period of time. But resilience is about... 
you know, long, for example, long-term, you know, short-term pain for long-term gain. Right. So the revolvers could just accept that, just a little bit more short-term oh. pain, and we okay. will get the long-term gain, and we will make it. Okay, Rissen, great to end on a positive note with you this morning. Thank you very much, Dr. Harry Barry. Really interesting to chat to you. His book is Embracing Change, How to Build Resilience and Make Change Work for You. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.